Using an overpriced trash bag? Pricey, pricey, pricey! A bag that breaks? Whippy, whippy, whippy! Or a smelly bag? Stinky, stinky, stinky! You gotta snag Hefty's Ultra Strong Trash Bag. Always at an ultra low price. Hefty, hefty, hefty! It has Arm & Hammer odor control, so your nose and your wallet will be... Happy, happy, happy! Hefty Ultra Strong Trash Bags. Hefty Strong, all day long. Hefty, hefty, hefty! Steven Weissman, we are finally here. NBA Finals starting tomorrow. We're going to get into that a little bit later. Welcome to Weissman and Oz, everybody. I-95 Sports Network. How you doing, my friend? Welcome I'm good, Errol. How are you? How was your Memorial Day weekend, buddy? Uh, probably not as good as yours. I know uh, you I went away. You got to tell me a little bit about that trip. Oh, besides the Mets ruining it on Saturday night, uh, it was very, very nice. Uh, 1605-562-8001. Press 5 if you want to join the conversation. Uh, yeah, you know what? I will say this. Um, Progressive Field was very chill, very relaxed. It was nice. You know how, like, with City Field, and you know, we did it last night. There's a lot going on. You go, yeah, but you go and you walk up the elevator. You're, you know, you're, you're walking around. You keep going up flights of stairs if you're going. You go in and it sinks. Like, the stadium sinks. It's pretty cool considering what we've been used to for the, over the past several years. Um, The food was garbage, though. I'm sorry, the city yeah. of Cleveland. At Progressive what do you Field, mean by garbage? the food was disgusting. The pretzels were as hard as a as as an arm. I mean, an arm. I, I would have said something else, but we're on live radio right now. I can't say these things. The pretzels were very hard, like this table. The patties to the burgers were ex- exponentially smaller than the bun. It was it was not good. I was very disappointed. The only good thing they had about that. They had dollar hot dogs and two dollar beers, which you had to wait about ten minutes to get anyway. So did you wait on the line? No, I did not. Because you know, me and my brother were looking around. It's like, why? Why is there a line going on? It's like, oh, this guy's he's got no line. And at first, he's like, you, you know, it's regular price, right? I'm like, we're like, you, you, yeah. And we're like, what was he talking about? We look at the other guy with a little pin. It's like, but like two dollars. I'm like, oh my god, you got to be kidding me. I grabbed the hot dog though, so that was nice. There was a lot of like bar stool areas. Where you people would just go and hang out, like it seemed like a big thing there. That place, and I don't know, I don't think it's just because they're in the finals now. Sleeps, eats, breathes, Cavaliers. You can go to a Rite Aid, you can go to Babies R Us. I, I didn't go to Babies R Us somewhere. You can go any any type of bar. Let's go Cavs on the buses, on the cars, dude. That city breathes it. Insane. PNC, one trip, Stephen, you have to go to. I've gone outside the stadium. Outside the stadium? I mean, outside the stadium, that's all you got to do. The Clemente the Bridge, Bruce. the statue, everything's very memorable. That food. We had, we went to this place, build a burger. You go to a burger, burger place. I got one with mushrooms, guacamole, uh, I think provolone cheese. Oh, it's fantastic. And they had these hard shakes. So I had a cookies and cream shake with vanilla vodka. Oh, my God. oh dude, it was fantastic. It goes down quick, too. You know what happens when it goes down quick, my oh, friend? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Me, I know that more than anyone. And then we get into the stadium. Because we, we ate like four hours before the game started. Because we want to get in the stadium. We want Permonte Brothers is a steak. Can I tell you? Go ahead. Yeah. Permonte Brothers probably the best sandwich place I've ever gone to. It was okay. Did you ever have, did you have, have the place on here at the cheese fries? 
No, we have the steak sandwich with the coleslaw and the french fries. Can you do me a favor? Next time you speak to Joe, next time we have Joe in the air, ask him about the cheese fries. He has a story for you. Where did you all, you know, it's a deli around the city of Pittsburgh, right? Yeah. So when you guys went to go see that 6 nothing blowout that the Penguins slayed down on the Islanders that one time, you had that food. That wasn't right? 6 nothing. that was 5 to one Oh, excuse me. I was <laughs> one goal off. Um, and then Steven Nassamowitz, a friend of our, a friend of ours, who's going to be on the show, Facebook Live, next Monday. Uh, to reveal finally our um our surprise, our special news. And he tweeted at me, get the bucket of wings. I'm like, Buck, wow, bucket of wings. I said, the person behind you is eating a bucket of wings. I'm like, oh, wow, I got to get this. I go, it's $36 for a bucket. And I'm asking the guys behind me, did you have any idea people from Pittsburgh had hard, I mean hardcore southern accents? No. Hard, Stephen, hardcore Southern accents. I did well, not. I'm sure people from the South come, come I, up. I didn't. You know, I mean, everyone everyone from the South came up. Every person I talked to had a Southern accent. I mean, it was insane. He said there's about 40 wings in there. What? And, 40? Now, yeah, or something, like, something like that. It's like 36 bucks. The half bucket was like 30-something wings. It was like 25. I mean, this is like, I, all I thought about was you. and you, Your wing-loving butt, you. Uh, have you had the wings at City Field? I didn't even oh. know we had wings. Bro? That's what happens when you work there, right? So good. Yeah? Oh, so good. Next time I go, I'm a sausage and pepper type of guy. You know me. Shake Shack. I never really... Last night it was burgers, chicken tenders, and hot Oh, I've been in sweets, man. And we're going to get into that, too. But um, I'm really dragging this on. But I, I was, it was just so amazing. Um, So I got seven piece wings because it was like $11 a piece. Um, it was great, though. Those wings were fantastic. The backdrop, you look at the bat, you look at the backdrop, uh, or beyond like PNC Park, it looks like a Disney World backdrop. It was beautiful. Uh, everyone was really nice there. Everyone was really nice in Cleveland. We got from DC. You can tell it was new. Like, you can tell it was the newest one. Like, it was, looked like it, it was a brand new. So you went to DC Sunday? Yes, while it was the two hour rain delay and the game dragged on. It was that bad. Oh my God. Well, first of all, they sat Daniel Murphy, Bryce Harper, Matt Weeders, and Jason Norris, we, we got screwed, <laughs> right? I feel like the people of Memphis when they got screwed with LeBron. Um, the person behind me, the dad, kept describing to his two-year-old daughter every single little thing that was going on. It felt like I was listening to an amateur uh, radio station. Their, ra- their like radio booths and their TV booth are out in the open, though. It was kind of cool the way it was like a box, like but it was at you know how like SNY will have it like in the streets. It was out in the open. The food there, dude. They had another bucket. People with these buckets, man. A bucket with mac and cheese, mm. pulled pork. Mm. Um, hey, you and your pork. I don't eat pork. Um, sour cream, more cheese. Oh, my God. And tater tots sprinkled around. Like like it was some sort of sprinkles on ice cream. I mean, it, it looked fantastic. I didn't touch stuff, but it looked fantastic. Uh, the pretzels there were, were very good. So, But, uh, see, we had a fun time last night. Uh, we caught a few balls. Baseballs. We did. Foul balls. We did. Batting practice. Um, I begged and begged and begged Ryan Braun, who was about 50 feet away. Yeah, about 50 feet. I tried to uh, make it Chris Sale part two. Try to get an autograph? Oh, he, he, Even more? he just... I'm like, oh, come on. Keon Broxton, I got his attention. He was in the midst of catching it. Keon! Who turns away? I got Comforto's attention when I had my jersey on. I was like, Comforto... Oh, it was bleacher. It was like bleacher creatures too above us. Oh yeah, they're like 
Michael Conforto. I mean, it was cra- it was actually pretty cool. I mean, you, you like it when the players are because these baseball, you know, these players. We know about hockey players; they love their fans. I mean, when I met Ryan McDonough, he signed he signed two things for me on the way in. On the way out, he looks at me. He's like, "You must really like you like me that much." I don't know why. So that's another thing for me. Baseball players, you don't get the chance to do stuff like that. Um, so when they do that, it's it's a good time. And you know what? It was a good time. Tyler Pill was a good time yesterday. You know what? From his first major league start, went five and a third innings, and you know what? He he went down. You know, the first inning was a little rough. I know he. A lot of pitches. He hit the first guy and then got the second guy on, but then, you know, got through the inning. And unfortunately, the Mets, the Mets bats didn't come alive until the fifth inning. Or was it the fifth inning? It was the sixth. Sixth inning. We left right after that sixth inning. Right. I I left with a few people. You stayed for a little bit longer. So, but unfortunately, we didn't get the win uh, because of uh, an unfortunate drop by Luis Castillo. I mean, as Dribble Cabrera. It reminded me of Luis Castillo when he dropped the ball against the Yankees back in 2013, it was? Yeah, I think it was a little bit longer than that, wasn't it? Yeah, it was probably around 2011. Around there. But, you know what, Tyler, I like what I saw from Tyler Pill. Uh, he used all, all his pitches. And, you know what, I, I know next week we're probably going to see Seth Lugo and Steven Matz put back into the rotation. And I think Tyler, Mil- Tyler Pill can, you know See what, let's see what he has. Keep him in, in the majors. The fact that he had, I believe it was 75 pitches through four innings, right? He was around there. Right. And he ended five and a third, and he ended with um, 103. So, the guy had some control issues, obviously. The his first major league start, yeah. he was going to be nervous. It wasn't the greatest weather. Um, Eight ground balls, three fly balls. I mean, the guy was nervous, obviously. Um, The reason why they didn't bring him up sooner, while we were still watching Tommy Malone give up eight runs in the first inning, um, because they didn't think he had major league stuff, which you see the 91 mile an hour fastball, curveball doesn't really drop too much. He doesn't really have that kind of stuff. But there's a bright side. For now, Steven Matz and Seth Lugo seem to be coming back and seem to be healthy. Yes, and I believe for now, I believe they're making one more rehab start each uh, in AAA. I believe that's going to be on Friday, and hopefully they'll be put into the rotation next weekend. Also. You want to assess for this? Probably going to be coming back next week as well. I know he had a nice, uh, a little setback. Oh, yeah, since he, you know, since he went down, number one in the league in runs scored. I don't think it's, it has anything to do with a testament or, uh, you know, really um, demoralizing assess for this. But I think it's just more of a testament to how good but, the lineup is. Yeah, no, even with these injuries, Errol, this team's actually they're on a little bit of a winning streak right now. What is it? Three games now? Three, I believe. Yes. Yeah. yeah, it should have been four. Don't talk to me about From it. I was Saturday. there. I was there. I know. You don't have to tell me. But anyway, they're playing good. Josh Smoker was great yesterday in the bullpen. I was impressed. Um, three innings. Jay Bruce, even though he had a rough rough night at the plate, going over four at, at, at first inning, going to the twelfth inning, got the walk off single to bring in. Who was it? Cabrera. Yeah, uh, Rivera. 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 T.J. Rivera. So, you know what? The back on the mound tonight, Jacob Degrom. You know, see what happens. Yeah, and is it Degrom on to, on the mound tonight? I just or said today? That. Right. Yes. What time does that game that. start? Seven p.m. Oh, it's a day game. It's a night game. You know, tomorrow's like, a day game. I like. The, is this a four-game series you got going it on with Milwaukee? Oh, you're right. Lucky, lucky for them. 
because you know Milwaukee just doesn't really look that great right now. I know, despite them being first place in their division, which is still astonishing to me. They lead the Cubs by a game and a half. The Cubs, who are under 500, 25. Do you want to hear what's going on in the MLB, Stephen? We do this every couple weeks, right? Do we not? Look at that headline. Um, Pill okay. proves to be prescription for New York in first start. I told you. So. Oh, um, let's see here. The Brewers are two games over 500 and are leading what was no what was believed to be the best uh, division in the entire league. Cubs are 25 and 26, the Cardinals are 24 and 25, and the Pirates are 24 and 29. Um, the Dodgers and the Rockies, Dodgers, oh, oh, Dodgers, Rockies, and Diamondbacks all have over 30 wins, while the Giants, who I picked to go and win the World Series, are 10 games under 500. <laughs> it's so it's crazy how the, like the MLB is now. Um, the Blue Jays, who you picked to get to the wild card game. They're actually on a nice winning streak right they now. They actually they came back from where they were, 25 and 27. The Twins lead the, or are tied now for the lead in the AL Central, 26-22 with the Indians 27 and 23. While the Royals, who are two years removed from winning a championship, are They're seven games. Shape. I could see them selling by the deadline. Oh, I mean everyone's a free agent. We know Hosmer, Kansas City doesn't pay anybody. Hosmer, um, who else on that team? Uh, Kelvin Herrera. Um, Who's the center fielder? Lorenzo Cain. Lorenzo Cain. Mike Moustakis. I, you know, it's going to be a fire sale when that comes along. You know what I want to get into that happened? Before, I, we still got to talk some more Mets and Yankees. Yeah. We, but something that happened the other day, uh, in case you didn't know, there was a brawl in the San Francisco we, Giants. We were going to get to that. Why I know, but. so jumpy about things? This is this, uh, this was a fun topic to talk about because there's something I pro- you probably have no idea about that I was watching on MLB Network. Can I just say one more thing? Go for it. The Mariners are 24 and 29. The Rangers are 26. Actually, they've won 10 straight, but 26 and 27. Welcome to the 2017 MLB season. Yeah, we're a quarter of the way done, I believe. Um, Correct? I don't, be a dude, I'm an, I don't, I'm an English major. I don't, you're the mathematician over here. Yeah, yeah. Um, go ahead. But uh, in case you didn't know, I believe it was in the 2014 NLCS against the Nationals and the Giants where it was Bryce Harper who literally slammed a home run uh, into McCovey Cove. And what was it? Hunter Strickland stared down Bryce Harper as he ran the bases. And I guess there's still history with him since the past three years. And he's not happy. Wasn't happy. Harper was not happy. No, Strickland beamed him right in the rib cage. And right right after that, Harper slammed his helmet. Tried throwing it at Hunter Strickland. It was a horrible helmet throw. If he was trying to aim at the pitcher, which they they started comparing him in Fifty Cent's first pitch throw. Oh my God! Are you serious? Yeah. So. Anyway, he went right after Hunter Strickland. As you know, what respect, respectively, he should. I have no problem with him doing that. And Harper ended up getting a four-game suspension, and Strickland gets a six. But something that is going unnoticed. You know who was in the fight? Michael Morse, seven-day concussion deal. He's still in the league. He I just came back after after injury. He just came Wasn't back. Wasn't Bumgarner around in that in that? Kerfuffle as well. No, Bumgarner's been hurt. I swear, I thought someone had said Bumgarner. Bumgarner was on that ATV accident. I know, I know, I know that, but I swear, I thought someone said something about that. No, but it's just so funny. It's not funny. It's, it's. You think this is a funny situation, Mr. Weissman? It's not funny, but it's horrible. Like I feel bad for the guy Morse. He wasn't even. You know who did not want to get hurt? 
one Mississippi, two Mississippi, three Mississippi, four Mississippi, go! That was Buster Posey. I mean, people were talking about it. You literally, you see, he, Hunter Strickland had to tell him, I'm going to beam him. If he comes at me, just let him come. I mean, dude, 6'4", 225. He's, he's, he's no schlub. He's like a John Rose. Yeah, he's no schlub. So, but, I mean, Buster Posey said it. I mean, he said, you know, I've had injuries in the past, my knee and my, and my concussion problems in the past. He didn't want to get, you know, next thing you know, you know, maybe a Harper elbow flies and, and he's on the seven-day concussion DL. Yeah. I've also heard rumors that he wasn't too thrilled that Strickland wanted to do that. No, I'm sure he didn't. And I'm sure he looked at him and, and he said, you know what, you're an ass. And he said, you can handle this on your own. Um, you know, I get it, though. Like, people talk about Harper and you respect what he did. I can't respect what he did. And, and I get it. You know, you want – I mean, that's one of the best – the MLB has an image issue because the NFL has Tom Brady. The NBA has LeBron James. And the NHL have some guys from different countries who – are promoted well, you know, Cindy Crosby in Canada, Al Silvechkin in Russia, and even got a couple guys here in Taze and Kane in the U.S. When you think of baseball, you think of who? Bryce Harper, Mike Trout. It was a couple bad days with MLB's image this weekend. One guy goes on a DL for an extended period of time, and the other guy's not showing a good example for the kids, which is what they're there, which uh, Rob Manfred has talked a lot about, and and um, has really fixated themselves on uh, the younger viewers because everyone who's getting hurt, Tommy John surgery when they have Little League. So it was a bad couple days for the image of the MLB. Now, can I blame Harper for doing what he did? No, because really when, when, you, when you're growing up, what do the tough dads tell you, right? Well, if someone hits you, eh, hit them back, right? But eh, you're Bryce Harper – and you're Scott Boris saying he shouldn't get – or no, he should get a lesser suspension than the people who knew he was going to throw at him. I don't agree with that. Scott Boris has to keep his mouth shut. As we know, he has a big mouth. Just make the money for your boys, Scott Boris. Don't don't worry about what else is going on. Bryce Harper's got to keep his composure just a little bit more. I, I mean, I don't completely blame him for what he did, but, dude, you can't charge in the math. I mean, come on. Do you see Mike Trout doing things like that? No, you just see Mark, Mike Trout continue to rack up the stats for a triple crown run, which now cannot happen. Um, as we get into our next topic, Mike Trout on the DL for five to eight weeks uh, with a use, or I believe it was a torn UCL in his finger. So now that that is he's placed in the DL, that opens the door for Aaron Judge, the Judge Chambers. Uh, that opens the door for him in the MVP talk. I mean, he was already a shoo-in for the Rookie of the Year, AL Rookie of the Year. But he he now has a chance to solidify himself as the MVP. And as we know, when players get hurt for an extended period of time, which now Trout is going to be on, a D, on the DL for a while, uh, you really don't expect them to to stay in the MVP race. So now Judge with this 300 average, with what's going to be 50 home runs, with what's, going, so. with what's going to be over 100 RBIs. Well, didn't the Yankee fans just recently do something at Yankee Stadium 
judges uh judges corner or judges chambers chamber yeah they get uh, they get up in, in in with the gallop and the wig and all that stuff right yeah i believe so and they'd be like all rise or something like that but this whole you know MVP race can come down to the wire. You know, I, I don't know how long this the truck's gonna be up. Five, five to eight, five, six to eight, five to eight weeks. It's probably gonna be close to eight. But we'll see what happens. Judge is uh, easily, if not MVP, gonna be rookie of the year if he keeps this up. So there's no question that I don't know who else you consider right now. I mean, I picked out two lane. His numbers are okay, but not MVP caliber. Not judges can not judges numbers. You know who's I'm, who I'm surprised that. His numbers aren't that great. Carlos Correa in Houston. Yeah, and he, we're staying on the Houston topic. That was a guy who came up, lit the world on fire. A guy who was going up from single A to double A. I mean, came right up to the majors fairly quickly. And he... I'm going to stop he, up right he's now. Been, he's not... He, he's hitting 3.09. But you expected more power and more speed. From Eight him. home runs, 31 RBIs, OPS of 8.95, which... Isn't horrible, but some guy. I think he. I. I actually had him, uh, in my MVP candidacy. Him and even a guy Miguel Sano who's having a great season from Minnesota. And we got Sano's stats up for you. See, Judge. All right, now we're in the conversation of because I think it was a two-man race when it comes to those two, right? Yes. So it goes from Judge to Trout. Judge has now 17 home runs, and Trout has 16. Judge will eclipse will probably by the time he gets back have more than a ten home run lead. Can we agree with that? If he goes at the pace that I believe that he's going to go at, he will have more than a ten home run lead when he comes back. He has thirty seven RBIs to Trout's thirty six. He will definitely eclipse him in that. Where else? I mean, are you going? If you want to hear the leaders, the home run leaders, Stephen, is Judge Trout, Joey Gallo, who's hitting two twelve, Chris Davis, who's hitting two twenty eight. Logan Morrison, who's hitting 241. The RBI leaders. Uh, Nelson Cruz, who's a DH. Miguel Sano, your guy you were just about to talk about, with 12 home runs, 292. I guess Miguel Sano from Minnesota or Aaron Judge from New York, playing in pinstripes. Aaron Judge. Steven, this might not, with this, this, this might not even be close. I can't look at another guy. In the American League, and say, I really do believe, I really do believe that that's going to be the MVP. Question for you. Yes. Do you believe what Aaron Judge has done so far this season has surpassed Gary Sanchez from what he did last season? Do I think it surpassed it? As greatness. Um, no, because Gary Sanchez literally broke records from what he was doing. So I but can't. But did you expect this from? Did you expect that from Gary Sanchez? No, no. Did you expect? Expected. Did you expect this from Aaron Judge? No, I did not expect this. Aaron Judge barely, Stephen. Aaron Judge at the spring training barely made the roster. They were talking about if he. That's he what had, I'm saying. It's a we very close comparison. But we didn't expect this from either guy. One guy broke records, rookie records. I mean, forget rookie records, MLB records. And one guy is going to hit from 45, anywhere from 45 to 50 home runs He'll in his hit first like four years. 270. Yeah, I don't think that 320. I mean, hitting 323, I don't think that's sustainable. That no, but then if he hits that many home runs, he's going to hit over 100, 110 RBIs. You think so? I would, I would think that. If he, where do you we think? We saw a guy on the Mets last year who hit what 30 home runs and like not even 60 RBIs in Curtis Granderson. What do you think is going to end up in his home run range? 
I could see him hitting at least minimum 35. I don't know if he'll get exactly to 50. I could see him. You can't see him keeping this up this, throughout the season, can you? There comes a point. The home run rate? Yeah, I can. There comes a point when they slump. You Even know that. if I know Every that. player gets in a slump. But he's cooled down. And when I said cool down, I meant he doesn't hit a home run. There's going to be a point where he's too home run happy. And he's got to start, you know, going for he hits all. He hits all fields. He's hitting, Steven. He's hitting over 320. What are you missing? I'm just saying I can't see him keeping this up consistently throughout the season. Well, we're a quarter of the way there. He's gonna be. He's gonna have a big lead on Trout now. This is not only realistic; it may be imminent that he's gonna end up the AL MVP. Miguel Sano has had a nice season. You know what I've seen? Some. I would rather take the unknown and judge than in Sano because I've seen a no in Sano in the majors the last couple of years, and he when he's cold, he gets cold. We don't know if Judge will do that yet. For all we know, Judge will be one of the greatest of all times. I'm not saying it's going to be. Everyone, calm down. But like I said, I would take the unknown with Judge than Sano. Corey Dickerson's hitting over 340. I don't think he, that's not sustainable. I don't think he he's a candidate. What are you giving? No, me? I'm just looking at Statcast leaders right now. You know he leads. Wow. He has the first two spots in exit velo, 119.4 and 119.0, surpassing Stanton for 118.7. Crazy. He has most of these spots in the top 10. So. This guy is unbelievable. He has the furthest distance and like 462. So Another big thing, and MLB doesn't predicate themselves on this too much considering the Angels were, I believe, close to or if not last, if not close, then last place. Um, they, I don't want to say give it to the guy with the better record because I don't really agree with that, but the MLB doesn't, predicate themselves on it. So even if the Yankees fall off a little bit, Minnesota is going to fall off a lot more. They're only three games over 500. Steven, I can't see. Can you, if if not judge who? I, I couldn't. The guy on the Red Sox. Mookie Betts. Hasn't had that great of a year. He got off to a slow start. I believe he's hitting over 300 now. His stats have come to fruition a little bit. You know who's hit the ball really well lately? John Mayberry Jr.? Not probably not MVP candidate. Wait, well, John Mayberry Jr. What the hell are you talking about? Not John Mayberry Jr. Sorry, uh, the uh, John. Oh my, oh my God! No. Stop! No, you're done talking. You're done talking. The guy on the right. I forgot his name. I don't care what his name is. What was what was that? I I did not mean to say John Mayberry Jr. Oh my God! That's Let's, for sure. And that's when we take an early commercial break. We're gonna get into more of the mess. Um, and I'm about to get ripped a new one. We're we're gonna get into more of the mess. Uh, and their bullpen. Jackie Bradley Jr. Okay, he's had. You know what? He's had a terrible, a terrible year. He's but finally, he's had a nice stretch. Yeah, he's had a nice stretch. But I have him on my bench right now in a week to week league. Uh, we're gonna take. Wow, what is wrong with you? What are you looking at? After this, we're gonna get the leading All Star votes. Oh, great, great. Something that Michael. Position. Something that Michael. Uh, Michael Conforto was for some reason not involved in. But uh, we're gonna get into more of that, and we're gonna get into the uh, bullpen woes of Mets. And how it might be getting better before it gets worse. Back after this, Weiss and Nas, I-95, Sports Network. 
Introducing the SND Podcast channel, your one-stop source for all types of podcasts. We are always on the look for new podcasts to join our channel. If there is any topic you would like to discuss, contact us now. We can be reached on all social media, such as Facebook, Twitter, and or Instagram. You can also contact us by email or leave us a voicemail at 516-570-9248. So make sure to contact us now so you can start your podcast soon. Back with you, Weissman and I, 95 Sports Network. Uh, Steven had a little more than a brain lapse. He has a few of those. I'm right. sorry. I'm starting to convince there's nothing in there. Um, Steven, you got the all-star voting. Uh, For the National League. Go ahead. This is egregious. So this was from uh, the first update, which was uh, yesterday, Tuesday, May 30th. The, the leading leading national uh, all-star uh, first base is Anthony Rizzo with 452,620 votes. Second base, we have... Daniel Murphy, the one and only Murph from the Nationals, at 669,000. Then Chris Bryant leads the leads the ballot with 632,900. Then we have Corey Seager with 399,000. Shortstop. Catcher Buster Posey, 559,000. One Mississippi, two Mississippi, three Mississippi. Outfielders, we have Harper, Blackman, and Hayward leading the way. Harper actually, oh, Harper's actually leading the way with 900,000. My mistake. And wow, Jay Bruce and Cespedes are ranked 9 and 10 in outfielders. Good gracious, not even from Florida. So the next voting schedule, we, we'll get the AL voting update later today. I have it uh, courtesy of Jared Diamond, by the way. So good at all. Um, the cat, first baseman leading Miguel Cabrera, Yonder Alonso, Carlos Santana, Eric Hosmer, Uleski, Goriel. Um, Cabrera leading that by a whole hell of a lot, so no one's catching him. Yankees' own Starling Castro just edging out Altuve for so far. After Altuve, it's uh, Kipnis, Cano, and Jonathan Scoop. Um, third base from Machado is having a terrible year so far. Miguel Sano, Jose Ramirez, Josh, Jose Ramirez, Josh Johnson, who was out, who has been, <laughs> played about ten games this year, and uh, Chase Headley. Oh, God help us. Uh, designated hitters, Nelson Cruz, Encarnacion, who, again, has been awful. Matt Holliday, Corey Dickerson, Albert Pujols. And the outfielders, um, Trout was leading judge by 47,000. That is going to go down. Probably not, by the since Johannes Cespedes is in the voting. <laughs> someone like that. I mean, probably not. Uh, Aaron Judge, Mookie Betts, Michael Brantley, Andrew Benatendi, uh, Alice Garcia, Adam Jones. And then a whole bunch of guys no one really cares about. Abraham Almonte, Jose Batista, Brett Gardner, Jacoby Ellsbury, Carlos Beltran. Um, th- this is a f- I'm just glad they got rid of the fact that um, on shortstops and catchers, Lindor, Correa, Bogarts, Gregorius, Gene Segura, and the catchers, Saul Perez, very well-deserved, obviously, at first. Castillo, Wellington, Castillo, Brian McCann, Gary Sanchez, and Jan Gomes. The Yankees are everywhere on this ballot. I know what you were going to say, Earl. You're glad that this game doesn't mean anything anymore. Oh, God, could you imagine? Wait, can, would you just if this was the first, we'd have Miguel Cabrera, Starling Castro starting at second, uh, Machado, Nelson Cruz. I mean, Lindor's been okay. I mean, we talked so much about Correa. Correa's been better than him, and we don't think Correa's been that great. So... I mean, I'm just, I'm just glad it's done with. But, um, Stephen, 
we saw a game last night, or you stayed for the whole game. I'll start with Saturday. I did not start for the whole game. You stayed for most of it, right? I did. Um, I'll, I'll start with Saturday. I saw a game where New Ramirez was brought into the seventh inning. Okay. Addison Reed blew a ninth inning lead. Very quickly, I might add. Atrocious. Josh Edgen, who blew the game on Saturday night to lose the game, by John Jaso, who tied the game and won the game. John Jaso tied the game and won the game. I repeat that. Um, we saw Shubu Cabrera drop a pop fly last night. But it, it's okay. The reinforcements are allegedly coming. Because I want to see Steven Matz make more than one start in the rehab in his rehab assignment. Because we all know if he makes more than one start... He's already had a start. Hey, listen, more than one. I mean, if he, he makes more than one, I want to say he makes more than one start. So yeah, made one start. No, he's made one start. Okay. It, 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 Ray, Ray Ramirez, my elbow's hurting. Um, I, I don't want to disrespect him, but, dude, I mean, the guy, the, the, when the doctors look at you, you have an MRI and there's nothing wrong with you. There's nothing wrong with you. Sometimes you just got to deal with a little bit of pain. Five innings. No run. I mean, one hit, no runs in Las Vegas. In Las Vegas, of all places, Steph Luka got roughed up a little bit more. Five innings, three runs. When they get back, and they're supposed to get back, we're just going to assume they get back, right? Who's going in the bullpen? Who's going in the rotation for you? Rodriguez Solomon's definitely going in the bullpen for me. I he's been pitching better, a lot better. I think he's Collins been- already said it. Collins already said once Lugo and uh, Lugo and Matt are ready to get back into the rotation. They're getting, they're going in, and Gasolman's going into the bullpen. And Gasolman already said that you know what, being a starting pitcher is a lot more fun. But to him, it's all about winning. That's the mentality you have to have when you're a pitcher like that. And Collins said that in the future, this guy's going to be one hell of a pitcher and starting pitcher in Robert Gasolman. Robert Gasolman. But right now. This is just going to help better the bullpen. So it would be Matt for you. So it would be Matt and Lugo in the rotation, right? Um, I know Gazelman's been pitching a lot better over his last three starts, right? Two or three starts. He's more suited for the bullpen than being a ground ball pitcher. I mean, the sinker, when the sinker's working, dude, it's working. And, and no ball's going past the infield for Gazelman. This might sound crazy. If Reed continues to struggle the way he's been struggling, I mean, he almost blew the game in, in, uh, in the game the other day. I wouldn't be opposed to just giving him a shot at the closer spot. Yeah. Because when he comes out of the bullpen, aside from that first bullpen appearance we saw from him when he got um, his start got skipped, not talking about the one at the beginning of the season, he's been dominant out of the bullpen. Would you really be – because if Reed's struggling, what other options do you have? You don't want to put Blevins there at this point. I mean, his arm's already going to fall off. You don't trust Salas. You no, don't I trust... don't. Even though he was decent yesterday. He was decent yesterday. Seawall's a young guy. You don't want to put that pressure yeah, on he's him. He's been the anchor in that bullpen. He's been one of the better, if not the best, bullpen pitcher in that in that pen. Would you would you have a problem with Gazelman if he was the closer? If give Reed it a continued shot. To struggle? Like you said, it's a lot of pressure to put on a But guy. this is the guy who's felt that pressure. Steven, this is the guy, his first start, or excuse me, his first appearance in the major leagues in a pennant race. When the Mets are struggling, gets thrown into the fire in Bush Stadium and pitches four brilliant innings after John Neese went out with a knee injury. And we never saw John Neese again, thank God. Um, great minds think alike, right? So 
this guy's felt the pressure. This guy pitched in a pennant race. I don't think pressure's a thing is a problem for Robert Gazelman. If you want to give him a shot, I'll give him. I want to give him a shot well, if I, he continues to struggle. They got to do something because Addison Reed has not been good. He has and been. And he rough. owned up to it. Yeah, he has owned up to it. He's been rough. Like I said, you know, I, I said it earlier in the season. You know, what happens if Familia's not so good? Then you're gonna have Addison Reed. What happens if Reed isn't good in the closer spot? What, what's after that? Right now, I think it should be if Lugo and Mass get back healthy. Would you? Would that would pop a pill into the bullpen, too. Yeah. I know this is very unrealistic. So this is another stupid saying of mine. Steven Mass as a closer. Well, I've prefaced this before, that Mass's future is in the bullpen. I also, additionally, I said it's not going to be this year, but I think his future will be in the bullpen. Um, the now guy gets closer. N- and maybe as a closer, yeah. I don't. I think that's where his future is going to end up with him because he just gets hurt too much. If he if it comes to the conclusion where he's just pitching too many innings that he's going to get hurt, yeah, put him in the bull. I think I'm telling you right now, he is going to end up in the bullpen by the time his career is over. I don't think he's going to be. He can't be a star, Stephen. He can't stay healthy for more than one start at a time. How is he going to pitch a full season? This guy may never pitch a full season. Ever in but his career. The thing about the bullpen, you, you never know when you're going to get called on to pitch. And that can also be an issue when it comes to Stephen Matt's too, because, you know, a guy like him who's probably, who probably also needs to prepare for his starts, you know, he has to get his arm ready. I guess that's where bullpens come in. You know, I don't think that might be the, I don't know if that's the best decision for Stephen Matt's also, but, you know, going in spontaneously. No, that's why I'm saying I don't think it's going to be this year. I don't think it's going to be next year. His future lies in the bullpen. Now, it could be three, four, five years from now. He will end up telling right now. And I'll bring up that back to the recording. I think going to be a starter. What? I think someone will be a starter eventually. Yeah. And I, I'll bring back the tape from the beginning of the year. when I don't even think you were with me that day. I think I was doing it by myself. His future is in the bullpen. Uh, the guy doesn't stay healthy enough. The guy could have a dynamic arm for the bullpen. We've seen it before. I mean, we've seen guys go from the rotation and be dominant closers. Can you Papelbon, Brett Myers, to name a few? Can you see the Mets making a trade by deadline for a closer? Oh God! If they listen, if a guy like Brad Hand if you, in San Diego, if you put Kazelman in the bullpen and you're not comfortable with him closing, or if he doesn't just, if he's just not capable of doing it, and we've seen guys be fantastic in their setup roles, and when they get to the closer spot, they just crumble like a like a bad old cookie. Um, yeah, I mean, Brad Hand is out there. We mentioned, like I mentioned before, Kelvin Herrera is going to, probably going to be available for the Kansas City Royals. Um, David Robertson is, is going to be available. Assets. Do you really have to give up much for Brad Hand and Kelvin cash? Herrera? Not cash, but I don't think it's going to be a really a high-level prospect. We don't really have much. Besides Rosario Smith, you're not going to get, I mean, they're untouchable. We, we've already known that, right? They're untouchable. You're probably gonna have to give up like a mid to low level prospect for. I mean, look what the uh, look what the Nationals got had to give up for Johnson Papelbon two years ago. Yeah, they but have nothing. The Mets aren't the only team that's gonna need a reliever, and the Washington Nationals, the Nationals, and the Mets are probably gonna go, you know, right after each other for a reliever. Come trade that Well, line. I already heard that they're already calling the Padres about Brad Hand, who has been pretty fantastic a sub-1 ERA, 
and just got the closers role in San Diego, which probably isn't going to last long if he succeeds because he'll get dealt if not here or if not there, or beating Washington, then he'll get dealt somewhere. Speaking of someone who's had a really, really good start to the season, mm-hmm. Alex Wood. I know he's not a, in the bullpen. I mean, he's been wow. Like, but I I don't know if anyone if they would be willing to trade him. But no, they're they're a contender. What is up with you and thinking contenders just want to sell their best players, or they're not best players, but good players? I don't know. I just want to make my team better. I guess I could. I mean, I think the Dodgers want to have their team to be better too. And if you haven't noticed, their rotation outside of Kershaw over the past few years Isn't has been mediocre. Great? Uh, Kenta Maeda, who's now in the DL, has, was terrible. Injun Rio was a one-hit wonder. Is Brandon McCarthy still pitching? He's I, having a great season. Is he actually? He I, is. I, um, he's a he's, he's a fun guy to watch. Julio Urias hasn't been what you hoped he'd be. He's only 20 years old. I don't think you could really. Um, Alex Wood has been pretty dominant. I believe McCarthy has a sub three DRX. Is he real? I didn't even know he was healthy again. I'm not gonna lie to you. No, yeah, I, I was watching MLB Network uh, earlier this morning. And they were saying how this guy's, I think, like at least four and one right now with the sub three DRX. Wow. Okay. So good for him. I mean, I know he had a pretty nasty, nasty injury pass. So, um, good for Brandon McCarthy. Um, to step off the baseball topic because we have a lot going on in other sports. Um, Steven. I know you're not a big basketball guy, but let me let me compare it to you. This is what the NHL would love to have. This is what they've always wanted. This is basically what Crosby versus the Blackhawks would be. Um, if people don't like this, and that, the Warriors and the Cavs, they should just turn off their TV for the next few years because this is what we're going to get. Hockey postseason as a whole is so much more entertaining and so much more excited in the NBA playoffs. The one thing we don't get with the NHL playoffs, you generally don't see the best teams playing each other in the finals. You know, we haven't gotten that, like I said, Penguins, Capitals, or excuse me, Penguins, Blackhawks, Capitals, Blackhawks type game. Um, with this, you get it. Uh, this is it. Dude. This is the rough. Now, people call it the rubber match. I don't like to really call it the rubber match because – Steven, you do know who they went, the Warriors went out and signed. Tell me you know. Kevin Durant. There we go. I'm just, I'm testing you. I'm testing you. I'm testing your knowledge. Um, This is just, this is what ha- This is what would happen if Alex Ovechkin said, I can't, I can't say if him and Crosby didn't hate each other. I have no idea if they hate each other or not. But this is what would happen. I'm sure if, they're not friends. No, I'm sure they're not. But if, if Ovechkin said, I, I got to win a cup. I can't do it. I can't do it here. I got to win somewhere. And he goes to Pittsburgh. This is basically equivalent. The best team in the league, Stephen, they had, let me remind you what happened. The Warriors had a 3-1, we're down 3-1 to the Thunder. Kevin Durant comes up small trying to close out the series. He goes to the team that he lost to. Um, the Warriors who beat, okay, they beat the Cavaliers when LeBron didn't have Love or Kyrie. Um, the year after that, they blew a 3-1 lead after Draymond got himself suspended, which people want to give credit more, you know, that's more of a detriment to the Cavaliers. I, I think it's just a detriment on Draymond. I mean, you've lost your team the series. This is going to be one for the ages because there are two important, the two most important guys for the Warriors have come up small against LeBron two years in a row. Um, 
small for the most part. Curry did have his his 40-point game, but when it mattered the most and, and when it was getting down to it, Curry came up small. Um, Kevin Durant, three or four years ago, whenever it was, got destroyed by LeBron in the Heat in his first NBA final. He came up small. He hasn't been back in the first place in, uh, since then, and we know what happened last year in the conference finals. These are two – there is more pressure. There's no pressure on LeBron. He went – I told you, man. They sleep, eat, breathe Cavaliers. They went back. He went back. He won them a championship, um, and there's no pressure on him. He is playing with house money. There is so much pressure on these two. This is basically what we see from Ovechkin. I mean, every year there is just more pressure on this guy to win a cup, and every year he – him and his team fall. I can't wait. Who's winning this? Steven, I respect your opinion. I'm going to say Cleveland. In how many games? Eight? Nine. Nine? Yeah? Yeah. Oh, oh God, I can't stand you. I will say this. It is so tough to win a Stanley Cup. I mean, come on. I'm going to say in this one, I'm going to say Pittsburgh in six. I thought Pittsburgh was – I told you before, their experience is going to Trump what Nashville has. And everyone talks about the Trump. Pittsburgh. I hate you. Everyone talks about what Pittsburgh, um, their injuries. Does anyone realize that Ryan Johansson is out for the series? Well, that's, that happened last series. I know, but everyone talked so much about Pittsburgh's injuries and no one brought that up. Well, because Nashville has other guys. They have depth. Uh, as does Pittsburgh, but Nashville has guys like Orbison stepping up to the plate. He's been great. Uh, guys like James Neal, who was, in the trade to Nashville from Pittsburgh, Philip Forsberg, these guys are, you know, taking taking care of it. Like, they've been great. I know, but it's also is hard to to win when you got a catfish on the ice. Yeah. To break down to me what happened. I saw it on ESPN. I told you I can't watch hockey. I was actually watching this when this happened. Some guy literally just threw a catfish over the glass. Into the middle of the ice. The guy ended up getting arrested for six years. Oh, my. I retweeted it. Bleacher Report tweeted it out. Um, guy gets arrested for six years for throwing a catfish on the ice, which that's a little harsh if you ask me. In Detroit for over 100 years, they threw octopus on the ice. Is they, like- people threw hats on the ice. It's a catfish. The guy actually had a, a ticket for up in the 300s or whatever, made his way down. To, next to the glass, somehow with a catfish. Didn't even check his, his ticket. Made it Forget down. the ticket. You got a catfish in your hand. Forget the ticket. But didn't even check his ticket. So he throws the catfish over. I don't know why he had a catfish. I don't know how he got a catfish into the arena. I don't. No, I don't know. But funny, funny stuff happens in times like these. But like, okay, people can't bring water bottles. Into the arena. People are strict about that. Stadiums, arenas, doesn't matter. People bring in water bottles. What, in what world are we living in? Where security, did he put it? There's only one thing I can think of, Stephen. He, you, you know what I'm thinking. He put it somewhere. Somewhere where they're not gonna exactly going to try to touch the look. Maybe. I, I mean, where else Maybe. are you, but where else are you going to put a catfish? You know, you got it in your hand. you got it under your arm like you do your textbooks in school. I mean, <laughs> seriously, no, I'm serious though. What? Like what? I don't know how how I don't know what their policy is in Pittsburgh, 
Maybe they're allowed to bring fish. And, see, is that like a thing? Like, was that like a thing saying, screw you, Pittsburgh, I threw a catfish on the ice? Like, what, is that a thing? Or is this, does this guy just need help? Honestly, I, I don't know what Pittsburgh's policies are within bringing in fish or any other animals. So, I don't know. I don't know if it was... No, I mean, like, is this, is this like insulting to the pet, like... Pittsburgh, I don't know if it's insulting. I think it was just a, a fan trying to get 30 seconds of fame. 30 seconds of fame and six years in, behind bars now. I mean, it, it's... I don't think he thought he was going to get arrested for six years. I love how guys get... What was that guy's name? That had, like, raped someone and got only got put in jail for three months. It was recently. You know who I'm talking about? Are we talking about sport? Are we talking about in no. general, in the news? Or what we... it, no, it wasn't in, in sport, but it was this big case. Talking about the Stanford kid? College yes. kid? Yes. He was only in prison for, like, three months, and then this guy gets throws a catfish on the ice and gets six years. I don't get it. Listen, states have weird laws, man. States have weird laws, I'm telling you, but... um. Stephen, uh, last night the sweet seats. By the way, thank you. Every year you contact me about you guys are you guys are selling. I am always buying. So, bro, that was some experience. That bad in practice? Is it real? Did you really go to the party study deck or Eminem sweet seats if you didn't go to bad in practice? Yeah, you know, people started rolling in third inning, second inning. I'm like, what? Um, okay, you were graduating. You know, you're you know, you're wonderful, sweet girlfriend graduate yesterday sweet caroline uh and you're giving her on the air you're giving her flack on the air no, I said congratulations i mean she very intelligent girl even though there's some pingement in her brain because she's with you thanks i mean i you're also my co-host so apparently there's some pingement in my brain as well and you're giving i mean she should slap you like that girl slapped her oh yeah you weren't with me okay so this is what happened we're walking back to the train, right? And I hear yelling. I'm like, oh, God, what do we got here? I see a girl hit her boyfriend's cup, whatever it was, onto the ground. And they start yelling at each other. I'm trying to get some sort of what's going on here. All of a sudden, I hear the guy say, I'm not lying. I'm like, oh, this guy. This guy did it wrong. He got caught. I mean, what, it was just entertainment after entertainment after entertainment last night. The dude a home run. Um, Tyler Pill pitching, not terrible. I mean, five and a third. For a good stuff, for his first major league start, it's okay. For a guy really who doesn't have major league stuff, let's be honest. Um, I was very happy with what he, he gave last night. So good for Tyler Pill. And good for the Mets. Overall, Tyler. great night at the stadium. You know what? Even though the weather conditions weren't the greatest, except for Ryan Braun snubbing me, who I believe was still in the DL. Is he not? I mean, yes, I believe he is. What was he doing? Shagging balls. I mean, next thing you know, he, you know, he pulls a Mariano Rivera and, and tears his ACL. By the way, I did not get any autographs or meet anybody. Or play rock paper scissors. Or talk rock paper scissors last night or Saturday. Um, Saturday I thought would have been a good day. Conforto was at one end of the field, I was on the other. Josh Edgen came from one side of the row, didn't make his way to the other side. Terry Collins. Eh, happy birthday, Terry. Uh, I mean, it was Terry Collins' birthday last that night, and he'll bullpen if he wants to, right? Uh, this song. 
cry if I want to. I'll Are put, you serious? I'll right put now? in who I want to if I want Neil Ramirez. You just come up with that. Just help me find out like, on Twitter. Where, are you going on Twitter to find out if, no. I, if I did that? I mean, come on, man. Give me some credit for something. Jesus Christ. I mean, what do you want from me? Steven, um, one thing we have to discuss, a fan favorite, um, as we wrap up the show, Cespedes is close to coming back. And they could use him, obviously. See, we discussed it. He gives a spark to these guys and a swagger that we didn't see. We really we haven't seen all year. Um, is it inevitable that – I mean, it's really no other thing. You get. Lucas Duda is hitting. Jay Bruce is struggled, but you're not going to sit him. I just got to want to get you on the Duda thing. Dude, on when Duda hits, he hits. Like, when he gets on – who's on the streaks – there's no getting him out. I know, but then he goes from like the that oh, like sixty two. Yeah, I mean seriously. Um, so you're not gonna bench him right now. Flores has been playing a lot. Where did he play? He's did he play great. Did he play last night. He didn't play last night. No, no. he didn't play last but, night. But um, you know they like him in that super utility role. He's hitting right. He's hitting off righties as well. Um, when Sessions gets back, and we love the Grandy man. I mean, he's great to the community. Um, he's but, great to the fans. When the he's Grandy, at the games. The Grandy man can't right now. He's hitting under 200. 192. Under 200. You can't keep that guy in the lineup, can you? I don't think so. But Not when that's what it's got to But this is the problem. Is Conforto playing center field every day? You have to. You have no I mean, choice. That's just doesn't want to play center. We know that. But Conforto. You need Conforto in the lineup every day, obviously. And his defense. He's shown. He, he can... His arm, he can throw. This guy can throw anybody. You don't want to test him. You don't want to test Juan Laguerres. You don't want to test. You want to test Bruce. You don't want to test Michael Conforto. Yeah, and I mean Bruce has kind of broken out of a slump last uh, a little bit. I mean, he hit a home run in Pittsburgh. He had a moonshot in Pittsburgh on Saturday. He hit the game-winning RBI last night. You're not taking him out of the lineup. I mean, that's just um, Juan Laguerres will come in for defense. We know that later in the games, but right now you have to just go with what's working and sit with what's set, what's not, and that's Curtis Granderson right now. Um, a guy that we haven't really seen much who finally got into the game yesterday was T.J. Rivera. I don't yeah, know what happened to him. I don't know. I honestly don't know. He was getting start after start, and I guess he got into a little funk and. Will McClure started to hit. So I hey, listen, Terry said it. If you're not gonna hit, you're not gonna play. I mean, it hasn't really gone for Granderson or Reyes, but really I guess the alternatives at this point are too great. I mean Flores at third base really is not big of that big of a drop off, if any at all, from Reyes at third base. Reyes is not a great third base. No, we know that. Now that we have Conforto hitting leadoff, you don't have that speed factor with Conforto, but he's hit very well leadoff. You really need Reyes in the lineup every day. As you don't. Much as he's been Not playing. as we as much as we needed. We said we needed him earlier in the season. We had no idea Conforto can hit in the leadoff spot. No, and like I said, he doesn't bring that dynamic of speed. But do you think long term Conforto is a leadoff hitter? No, the guy's in the middle of a lineup type third, hitter. A, a third, third hole. Third, third hole. Four, third hole, fifth, even cleanup. But. They don't have anyone else to hit leadoff at this point, Steve. Now, when Cespedes gets back, it's going to be Conforto, the elite race from two all. I think. Well, we know Cespedes will have will be back in the three. 
three or four. So would you would you do Jose would you do Conforto, Reyes, Bruce, Cespedes? I'd probably I'd probably put Bruce fifth and Duda in the cleanup hole at this point. And then put Cespedes third. I don't know if I like Duda in the cleanup. I know he's hitting great right now. Unless you want to put Neil Walker there. I, I he's been okay. I mean this is the problem. This is the great problem. I think the thing that the locks that should be locks is Conforto at the one yeah, on the leadoff hole, Cabrera in the seventh hole, and then Darno in the eighth. Or Rene Rivera, well, whoever they're going to play. So I think the one, seven, and the eight are locks. Two through six, you can mix around a little bit. You can put Cespedes in the sixth hole. I mean, uh, excuse me, Reyes in the sixth hole. You can put Cespedes anywhere from three to five. Duda from either. I mean, if you want to put Duda at six, but I think that lengthens the lineup. I mean, if you put Conforto lefty in the leadoff hole, Reyes a switch hitter in the second hole, Cespedes at third. Do you want to put Bruce at fourth as a lefty and then go back to Neil Walker as a switch lefty, hitter? Right, uh, lefty, switch, lefty, righty, left. lefty, and then switch. You know what you're talking about? Yes. I know what you mean. I, I mean, I, it's a good problem to have. Really. I agree. It is. So... Um, but Steven, let's just go down from what we have coming up because we're not here again until Monday. Um, the Mets. Monday's going to be a very exciting show. I was getting to that, but let me break this down first. The Mets have the Brewers, correct? Um, until tomorrow afternoon, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. Um, who do they have after this? I'm trying to get that out. I believe Texas. What? No, Pittsburgh. Again? Yeah, the Mets, uh, Pittsburgh's home this weekend. Uh, Mets. Home against Pittsburgh this weekend. All right, so they have Pittsburgh, then they go to Texas. Um, and they're in Atlanta. And then they're in Atlanta, Chicago for home, and then they get four with the Nationals, four in L.A., and then three in San Francisco, uh, and then a couple of division series. Um, Steven, the Yankees, they have uh, – they're finishing up their series with Baltimore. And then after that, they have – let's see here – at Toronto, home against Boston, home against Baltimore again. So, and then at the they're in the West Coast for Anaheim and Oakland, and then they come back to those teams. Um, so they have a lot going on right now in the division. Um, this is going to what did you do? This is going to make a break. Am I on your snap story? You are. Am I that beautiful or like what? What's the? Yes. Oh, God. Um, Stephen, Monday. Go ahead. Monday, in case you don't know. We will be having S&D podcast Stephen Asamowitz on the White Run and I show. We'll be doing Facebook Live to announce our big news for an upcoming show. We could say that, an upcoming show. Right? Are we continuing to tease it? I mean, I, we're, we're saying an upcoming show at a venue. At a venue. All right, that's all we're going to give you for today. Might have given a little bit too much. Uh, yeah, maybe. It's all right. We're fine. Because Monday we're giving the big reveal. Um, This will not include Big Daddy booty dropping on Facebook Live. This will not happen. Um, He thinks that. Uh, but that's going to happen. Steven, this is the first time he's coming on the, on the show live, correct? Yes, and it's going to be a fun show. So it will be a good time. But um, partner, good to, good to see you as always. I will not see you again until Monday.
I don't, I, you know, you just, it's too much Big Daddy. It's just too much Big okay. Daddy. So, <laughs> have a great week, everybody. Have a great weekend. We will talk to you guys again on Monday, Facebook Live with Stephen the Silence of the SNG Podcast as we reveal what we've been hiding for several weeks now. Have a great day, everybody.